Hello, my name is Luis, and I welcome you to my podcast, The Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. In this podcast, I will be talking about everything energy, from the law of attraction to biblical teachings to spiritual enlightenment to numerology. I will also be talking about a very powerful and important practice of forgiveness, repentance, and transformation called Ho'oponopono, which, by the way, I use in my personal life on an everyday basis. In these uncertain times we're living in, we all need some guidance, inspiration, and uplifting. But most of all, we need healing. We need to know that love and peace are still alive and still reign supreme in this universe. And on this podcast, we will all learn how to have them both in our lives so we can all learn to live in peace and in harmony once again. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Luis, the Prophet of Peace. I am the I. I come forth from the void into light. I am the breath that nurtures life. I am that emptiness, that hollowness beyond all consciousness. The I, the it, the all. I draw my bold rainbows across the waters. They continue above minds with matters. I am the incoming and outgoing of breath, the invisible, untouchable breeze, the undefinable atom of creation. I am the I. And hello, 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 hello again. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you guys are joining me. Good Sunday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. Thank you very much for joining me today, ladies and gentlemen, on this special edition of Bible School Sunday. Bible School Sunday. Um, Thank you once again for joining me. I like to... uh, I'd like to start off by saying I appreciate each and every one of you guys for listening to me and I appreciate the the dozens of dozens of emails that I get and questions that I get from you guys um, on a day, on a weekly basis and I do appreciate all the comments and the feedback and the suggestions and everything uh, right now I'm at the point of making some YouTube videos Uh, editing uh, uh, videos rather not making editing videos I uh, I, I'm actually I've been more concerned about putting up uh, a podcast my podcast episodes than I have YouTube but uh, as I mentioned uh, in one of my earlier episodes of the peace program uh, I want to basically expand I want for the peace program to expand and to have a more broader audience, more broader listening audience, because as you guys know, this is the peace program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you, and because I want to bring the best part of my listeners out of my listeners. I want to bring the best part of my YouTubers or my YouTube watchers 
out of them, the best part of you guys. So I'm also making a YouTube video as well. Um, I've been editing other YouTube, previous uh, YouTube videos that I've also made simultaneously with uh, the podcast episodes that I've also created. So I've been kind of busy doing that. So anyway... I just wanted to let you guys know about that right quick, and uh, suffice it to say that I'm, I think I'm getting back into consistency now, I'm getting the peace program back on a consistent basis, uh, so from now on, I'm going to be making two episodes a week, one episode on Sundays, called uh, Bible School Sundays, and the other episode, of course, uh, on Numerology Wednesdays, Wednesdays, uh, you guys, that seems to be a favorite of you guys, so I'm very happy that you guys like that, I'm very happy that you guys are into that, I'm very happy that that type of, uh, that type of conversation uh, resonates with you guys, uh, and I'm very happy about that, I'm very happy uh, about uh all the things that are happening on the YouTube, on the uh, on the peace program, rather, uh, concerning audience building. Uh, my my audience is actually building. My audience is uh, actually coming together. So that's a great thing. Um, uh, today on the peace program, uh, as I mentioned, it is Bible School Sunday. I want to talk about the Book of Daniel. Today on the peace program The book of Daniel For those of you who don't know About the Bible Or the book of Daniel uh, Daniel was a man Daniel was a uh, a Hebrew Or a uh, Jew rather A Jew rather that was uh, In the land of Israel When Israel was captured by Babylonia See See the thing about God is and, oh, and by the way, the uh, topic for the day, rather, I apologize for that. The topic for the day is God does not play. That's the topic for the day, guys. God does not play. And that's what I was going to get to. The thing about God is God doesn't play. See, Israel, as you guys understand, some of you guys who call yourselves Christians and everything, if you guys understand the Bible, if you guys understand the Word of God, then you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, you'll be you'll do well to educate yourselves and read the book or read the Bible. Start from the beginning. I'm not gonna be one of those people that's gonna tell you read the Bible from the middle or read John, read the book of John or whatever, whatever. That's not the way that that's not that's not the way it's gonna go with me. You know what? As a matter of fact, let me just tell you all this right quick. Let me just tell y'all this right quick. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a priest. I'm not a bishop. I'm not a rabbi. I'm not nothing like that. I don't even consider myself a Christian. But I do consider myself a God-fearing man. I do consider myself a God-fearing man. And I know respect. I know where I know where to give respect and respect to where to give. Because respect is given to those who earn it. And I know how to respect. I know how to respect the, uh, the laws of God. I know how to respect God. I know how to fear God. I am a God-fearing person. More than, any, more than anybody, I'm the one that knows about God. I'm the one that knows the word of God. I'm the one that knows the mind of God. I'm the one that knows the heart of God. Because I've read the Bible from the beginning to the end. And yet, I do not consider myself a Christian. Take that to the bank. 
take that to the bank. Now, here's what I'm going to tell y'all that I am. I am an energy healer. I am a counselor. And I am a God-fearing person. I'm not even going to tell you I'm a good person because I'm not. I'm not. You know, usually when I was growing up and I was living in my... uh, Drug infested and drug induced and drug addict and and alcoholic life and all kinds of stuff. I would usually meet people and people would say to me, the first things that would come out of their mouth was, "I'm a good person." Oh, I'm a good person. <laughs> come to find out that they was never good persons. Every time I hear that now, because of what I've learned, every time I hear a person say that to me, I run. I run from them. No, no. No. So that's where I've learned. I don't even consider myself a good person. But I am that I am. I am that I am. I mean, you either like me or you like me, you don't, you don't. It don't matter to me, I don't really care. I'm here for a purpose, not a reason, a purpose. I am here for a purpose. I'm here to educate, I'm here to enlighten, I'm here to bring salvation and peace. Peace, inner peace, inner peace. Okay, I know how to bring inner peace to the soul, to the being, to the spirit. Because I've done it for myself. I've done it for myself. This is the reason for the peace program. The peace program exists for this reason and this reason alone, to help others bring peace to themselves. That's how it is. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. Anyway. And uh, to finish this off, to finish this little soapbox thing, let me get off my soapbox now, but before I do get off my soapbox, I just want to tell you guys this. I am a certified counselor, as I mentioned. My job is not to get people into heaven. That's not my job. That's not my job. I'll leave it to other people who think their destinies are to get people's souls into heaven. No, no. My job is to get you out of hell. That's my job. Get you out of that hellish existence that you call in your mind. That's my job. That's my purpose. Because I've been there. I know what it's like. I know what the wounded mind is all about. I know what it's like to live in depression. I know what it's like to live in a hoarding. I know what it's like to live in darkness. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to think about suicide. I know what it's like to have attempted suicide. My earlier episodes will tell you who I am. Those of you who are just getting to join me, or those of you who are just barely getting to know me and the peace program, my earlier episodes will tell you what kind of person I am and what kind of person I was compared to what kind of person I am now. Anyway, without further ado, let's get back into it. We're getting into the book of Daniel. Daniel was a Jew. Uh, Jew. He was a Jewish man. And he was in the, uh, he was from the land of Israel. He was with the land of Israel. And Israel, of course, as I was going to say, uh, Israel was a, was a nation that always considered, that always actually never considered God. Never they they were they've been in captivity once 
in the Bible, they've been in captivity from the beginning, from the beginning of the Bible. In the beginning of the Bible, they weren't supposed to be in captivity. They weren't supposed to be in captivity. They went to Egypt because one of Jacob's, Israel's sons, Joseph, was taken to Egypt. And you'll read about that story later on. But uh, uh, suffice it to say that if you guys want to read that story, rather, or I'll talk about that in other episodes. But anyway, suffice it to say is uh, Jacob and Joseph and the land of Israel ended up in Egypt. And because they were in Egypt, as the years went by, the years went by, other kings, other pharaohs, other pharaohs of Egypt forgot about Joseph. Forgot about Israel. Forgot about Joseph. Forgot about God. So they started they started getting into their minds that, hey, these people don't belong to us. So guess what? Let's go ahead and make them slaves. Let's make them slaves. So they were slaves. They were right there and then they were in captivity. They were in captivity. And this is all in the book of Genesis. In the Bible, in the beginning. They were in captivity, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time. Those of you who understand the Bible will understand exactly what I'm talking about. Now, those of you who don't understand the Bible, don't understand the Word of God, you would do well to pick up the Bible and read it. From the beginning. From the book of Genesis. Alright? That's how you learn. From the beginning. I always get a lot of... uh, questions as to where do I start reading the Bible where do I start where do I start should I start in the book of Daniel should I start in the New Testament no no how do you build a house how do you build a house build a house from bottom to the top you don't start on the top you don't start building the house from the top to the bottom that's ridiculous the way to learn something is to build it from the bottom start from the bottom go to the top That's the way the Bible is. You start from the bottom. You start from the beginning. And that's where it's at. And that's where we're starting. So in the book of Genesis, you can see the story of where Israel ended up in captivity and why it ended up in captivity with Egypt. Now, we're going past the book of... of, uh, of uh, Genesis, and we're getting past all those other ones, Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and we're going past that. We're going into the book of Daniel. Here in the book of Daniel, the uh, Israelites were no longer in captivity. But they were. They were getting ready to be in captivity once again. Because they were doing wrong in the sight of God. They were doing wrong in the sight of God. And God was giving them messages through the book before Daniel in the Bible. There's another book called Jeremiah. This was a prophet that was telling the king of Israel at the time before the book of Daniel. The king's name was Zedekiah. And he was telling him that he was going to get captured. That if he didn't set his ways on the ways of God back to God, 
that he would go and get he was gonna get captured. And when I say he, I mean him. I mean the ne- the nation of Israel. Because he was the king. See, when you're a king or when you're ahead of something, it, it doesn't matter if you're the organ, the head of the organ of an organization, the head of a job, the head. You're the head. You're the figurehead of that thing. So you're that thing in general. If you're the manager of uh, uh, of whatever store, or whatever, let's say you're a manager of McDonald's. So you're the figurehead of McDonald's. McDonald's is you because you're the figurehead. If you're the head of Walmart, if you're the manager of Walmart, then you're Walmart. That's you. King Zedekiah was the king of Israel, so that was Israel was him. And Jeremiah, the prophet, was telling him, hey, the Babylonians are coming. You're going to get captured. God wants you to set your ways right, to be right, to be right with Him, and to to do start doing things the way God intended y'all to do them when y'all first when He first brought you out of the land of Israel. I mean, out of the land of Egypt. <laughs> I'm getting confused over here, get tongue tied or whatever. But that's what. Jeremiah was telling you the king and the king was not having nothing of it the king was like man get this dude out of here get this crazy fool out of here get him lock him up in the dungeon so they would do all kinds of stuff to to uh, Jeremiah they would put him in the hole they would put him in the dungeon they would just like leave him without food leave him without water and, and they called they called Jeremiah the cry the, the crying prophet the crying prophet because he went through all of this stuff of course of course of course he was a crying prophet i if i had gone through all that stuff i'd be crying too shoot shoot i wouldn't be able to last if i was getting put in jail all the dang time just because i was warning people about something could you think could you imagine that we live in a we we here in the united states we live in a free country so we're here any damn fool could say anything they want because it's a free country now, can you imagine being in other countries and then trying to speak your mind over there? <laughs> You'll end up like Jeremiah. I'll end up like Jeremiah. Nuh-uh. I ain't trying to be that. I don't got time for that. Don't nobody got time for that. Mm-mm. But that's what Jeremiah had to go through. Because the king wasn't listening to him. The king wasn't paying attention to him. So guess what? They went into captivity. The Babylonians came and they captured. They took Israel. And along with Israel, they took a man named Daniel. But Daniel was not a man at that time. He was a little boy. They took him too. See, Daniel was anointed by God because Daniel could see dreams. Daniel could see dreams. So when the Babylonians captured Israel, years went by and and because Daniel was of good stock in Israel, they had him in the uh, head of the king, head of the table. Because they thought that he could learn a thing or two. They even went as far as changing his name. His name was no longer Daniel no more. The king of Babylon said his name was Belshazzar. 
Balshazar was his new name. And they had him trying to eat stuff, different things. See, the, the Hebrews, the Jews, had their customs of eating and the ways of eating. But the Babylonians wanted to change the ways of the Hebrews. They wanted to change the ways of the uh, Israelites. And Daniel wouldn't have anything of it. Daniel wouldn't have anything of it. Daniel and his friends. There was three other people that were with him. That were also in good standing with Israel. That were also captured. And were made to be at the head of the table with the king. Maybe it was the... uh, Maybe it was God's favor. I'm thinking it was God's favor. Because Daniel was a good person. Daniel didn't go around telling people he was good. Daniel was a good person, straight up. He didn't go around saying, oh, I'm a good person, I'm a good person. No, no, he didn't have to. His fruit was showing who he was. The fruit that he was planting on his own was showing who he was. So therefore, the king wanted him, wanted him to be around. King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, wanted him around. So then, a couple of years go by, and the king starts getting worried. King Nebuchadnezzar starts getting worried. Because he's having dreams now. He's having dreams, weird dreams that he doesn't even know what's up. He's scared. He's scared. Because he doesn't know what the heck is happening. He sees these dreams and he's like, what's happening? I mean, I keep seeing these dreams. These are reoccurring dreams that are happening to me. So then he says to the people, I need I need magicians. I need wizards. I need astrologers. I need people to tell me what kind of dreams these are that I'm having, he says. Anybody who can tell me these dreams will get good favor from me. So he got all the people, he got all the astrologers, all the people who do witchcraft and all kinds of stuff and divination, the seers or whatever. And everybody tried to tell him what's up. But they was only telling him what he wanted to hear, what they thought he wanted to hear. And then Daniel, well, he's already he he's already old enough to, to understand these things. See, but the thing was that, that was happening with Daniel is that God was giving him the dreams that the, the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, was having. So Daniel comes up to him and he says, Hey, I know, uh, king, I know what you, what, uh, what dreams you're having. And the king is like, well, tell them to me. Tell them to me. Because not, not one of those people that I mentioned was able to describe the dream, not even describe the dream that he was having. This dude, Daniel, went as far as to tell him the dream that he was having. And he tells him the first dream. The first dream that he was having, he was seeing a statue. He was seeing a statue, and the statue was made of different parts. Different parts of the statue. It had different pieces of metal on it, different pieces of stuff on it. It was a statue of a man. And on the first part, the head 
was the head of gold. It was made of gold. The head was made of gold. The second part of the of the body was made of bra of uh, of silver. Actually, the third part of the body was made of bronze, and then the legs were made of iron, and then the bottom were the feet. The feet were made of iron and clay, and nobody could tell him that except Daniel. And then, and then King Nebuchadnezzar was like, "Dang, that's interesting." What does that mean? Even then, Daniel was able to interpret that, what he was saying. God is saying that if you don't stop messing around, basically, this I'm just paraphrasing. God is saying that because you're too busy messing around and disrespecting God, that he's going to give the kingdom over to someone else. You're the head, he says. You're the head of gold. That's you. That's your kingdom. But because you're messing around too much, he's going to give the kingdom to someone else. And see, still, still, the king, Nebuchadnezzar, still didn't get shipped up or didn't understand, didn't change his ways. It's hard, though. It's hard. You know, you get to that point. You get to that point where your ego gets too big and you're like, man... You know, I can do this and I can do that. And, you know, we're living in those times, actually, as a matter of fact. What do you think social media is all about? Social media is all about tooting your own horn. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm eating here. I'm eating there. And this and that. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm having a good time. And this and that. Me, me, me. It's about ego. About, about tooting your own horn. So that's what this dude was doing. King Nebuchadnezzar was tooting his own horn and he couldn't believe that that God was going to do that to him. So he's like, hey, you know what? Man, forget this. Ain't nobody going to take me out of here. This is my throne. This is my kingdom. Ain't nobody finna take me out of here. So he says, you know what? Let's make a... Let's make... He was trying to compare himself to God. He says, let's make a golden statue of me, he says. And I'm going to set up a decree for everybody to worship that golden statue. So he does that. He has that golden statue of him made. Because he wants to be God. You don't play with God. You don't play with God. God doesn't play. God does not play. So then. Things happen in between. And you guys can read the book of Daniel because this is an interesting book. I'm just basically paraphrasing for y'all what's happening in the Bible, in the book of Daniel. Anyway, things are happening in between cool things. So you might, you guys might want to read the book of Daniel because I'm just describing what's happening in between right there. See, so in between things happen and Daniel becomes, Daniel and his friends come out victorious. They come out victorious because they're put to the test. See, the thing about God is, it's not enough for you to say that you're a Christian. It's not enough for you to say that you're a good person. God is going to put you to the test. Always, always, always. He's going to put us always to the test. 
And it's like I always say, when the student when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Always. Always. And he puts us to the test. And he puts me to the test. He puts me to the test a whole bunch of times. And I failed every time, but I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here though. And he put these guys to the test though. These guys came out victorious. Now, here comes another dream that Keep Nebuchadnezzar has. Because he's still playing with God. He's still messing with God. He's still he he's still thinking that he's bigger than God. So he has another dream. And again he calls on the the wizards and he calls on the 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 uh, the divinators and the uh, the astrologers and whatever. He calls on those people. And again, those people can't tell him what his dream was. But guess who can? Daniel can. So Daniel tells him what's up. Daniel says, okay, yeah, I know what you dreamt. I know what you dreamt. He says, he says, you dreamt of a big tree. A big old tree, big, huge tree, he says, with a whole bunch of vines on it. He says, you dreamt a big old tree with a whole bunch of vines on it. And these vines were given fruit, and they were given food, and they were given things, and this and that. Now the vines, and they were producing, and, and, and there was a whole bunch of vines on this huge, huge, huge fruit. Huge tree, rather. And then all of a sudden, the, vine, the, the tree turns into a beast. The tree turns into an animal. And the tree starts eating the grass. And then, and then King Nebuchadnezzar is like, yeah, that's right. That's right. So he says, what does it mean? He says, Daniel says, that tree is you. That tree is you. You are the king. You're giving prosperity. You're providing for the, for the land and for the country and everybody. But you're getting too big for yourself, he says. God says this. I'm not saying this, he says. God says this. He's got to watch his. He, he's got to watch himself because he still knows that he's under the king. So whatever he said, the king could put him in jail. So he says, I'm not saying this. God is saying this. He's saying, you're playing too much with me. He says, you're playing too much with me and you're getting too big for yourself. So he's going to tell you what's up. You are the tree, he says. You are the tree. And you're going to turn into an animal. And you're going to start eating grass like the tree that you saw. Because you are not paying attention to God. You're ignoring God. And you're trying to play with God. And you don't play with God, he says. You don't play with God. He's going to show you what time it is. And for seven years, you're going to be that way. You're going to be eating the grass of your own fields. And so Keith Nebuchadnezzar is like that. And we apologize for just a minute, ladies and gentlemen. We just got to pay some bills for now. So we'll be back after these messages. Oh, man, I don't believe you. Whatever, man. Just get, get out of my court. <laughs> so he does. Daniel's like, okay, whatever. But I bet you in his mind he's thinking when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. <laughs> I would do. I would have done that. I would have done that. Because I got a lot of people who do that to me. 
I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Don't listen to me. I don't care. It don't matter to me. I'm just telling you what needs to be said. You know? You ain't got to listen to me. I don't care. So anyway, a couple of years go by and King of Okazanezer is just having a good time. He's out there in his yard. He's strolling around and all of a sudden, boom! It's like he goes crazy. He's going crazy and he starts to get down on the floor and acting like a beast. He's acting like a dog. And everybody's like, what's, what's, what's up with the king? What's wrong with the king? Oh, he's going crazy. He's going crazy. He's going crazy. So he starts eating grass. He starts eating grass and he starts getting, he's crazy. At this point, God is fulfilling his message, his prophecy. The prophecy of God is coming to pass. And he's going to start to know who God is now. So he's like that for seven years. And Daniel already knew what's up. Daniel already knew. Because one of the things that happened before King Nebuchadnezzar went that way was that he did the right thing. He put Daniel at the, uh, at the head of his table. Because he knew Daniel was a good man. Daniel was not talking. He wasn't saying I'm a good man. He was showing him that he was a good man. So he was like at the head of the table. So in essence, King Nebuchadnezzar had nothing to worry about because his kingdom was still intact. Even though he spent all those years going crazy, not listening to God, understanding that God doesn't play, he still knew that Daniel was there. He was at the head of the table, the head of the kingdom. So then, he snaps out of it out of seven years. Out of seven years, he realizes that God is the one. He is the true one living God. So he starts giving praise to God. He starts respecting God, showing the respect that God deserves. And he starts worshiping God. And he starts making different decrees about how to worship God. And what to worship. And going about following the ways of the Jews. Not their customs, just their little ways. So then, his son... Belshazzar, his, uh, his son, becomes the king. And his son, man, his son is worse than Nebuchadnezzar. His son is worse than King Nebuchadnezzar. This guy doesn't even care about God. He doesn't even respect God. He doesn't, he doesn't care. And he knew about the statue because he was there. Daniel told them in front of him about the statue. And this kid didn't pay no never mind. King Balthazar. His son. King Nebuchadnezzar's son. Did not pay no never mind to what was going to happen to the kingdom. That golden head was going to disappear. And it was going to turn into a body of silver. But he didn't care. He thought it was all bull. So guess what happens? He starts disrespecting God. 
in ways that King Nebuchadnezzar didn't. This guy starts getting the uh, the sacred things from the temples of God that the Hebrews and the Israelites had set up for. He starts getting the dishes, the, the, the cups, and the wine, and everything. And they start partying with it in the courtroom and everything. And God sees that. God sees that. But he doesn't come to him in dreams. Nah, this guy, this guy needed another lesson. King Belshazzar needed another lesson. So guess what God does? God makes a hand, and he puts it on the wall, and he starts writing. He starts writing. And nobody could see this writing, this hand writing on the wall, but King Belshazzar. Nobody could see it, only him. So he gets scared. So he does what uh, King Nebuchadnezzar did. He starts calling the astrologers and all the uh, the divinators and whatever, the sorcerers, magicians or whatever. And he starts asking them, what was that on the wall that he just wrote? And none of them could answer. Because they was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, didn't you see the hand that was writing? You didn't see that? And they was like, no, man, we didn't see nothing. We didn't see nothing at all. But guess who's hot? Guess who's hot? Daniel saw it. So he comes up and he says, um, sire, king, I saw the hand. I saw exactly what they wrote, what the hand wrote. Isn't it funny though, how uh, God gives us lessons, different types of lessons. I mean, some people, he'll show himself in dreams. And with some people, he'll show himself in people. And in some cases, he'll show himself in words. And in some cases, he'll show himself in energies, like numbers. It's always funny to me, I think. I mean, not funny, ha-ha, or anything like that, how that works. It's just funny to me how that works. Yep, I mean, it is funny, all right. But it's like I always say, as I always tell everybody from the way I've learned, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. That's usually how it works. That's usually how it works, though. And in King Balthazar's point, or King, King Balthazar's case... The student had to be ready to understand what God was trying to tell him. In this case, Daniel was there and said, I can understand. I saw what the writing on the wall was and I saw what the hand wrote. And then he says, God said in the writing that he's taking away your kingdom and he's giving it to someone else. He's giving it to another kingdom. The Bible tells us that. Daniel tells him that the kingdom 
is going to get ripped from him and is going to the Medes and to the Persians. Now here, here is where the statue that I mentioned earlier is changing. It's changing shape. When King Nebuchadnezzar, his father, saw the statue, it had a head of gold on it. The head of gold, Daniel said, because of God, Daniel told him that the head of gold represented his nation, his kingdom, the Babylon, the Babylonian kingdom. Now, in the part of the statue, we're going upon the silver the silver, the body of silver. It's no longer the head of gold. It's going to be the head of silver. And that's exactly what Daniel was telling King Balthasar. He was saying that his kingdom was not going to last anymore because of the disrespect he provoked in God. The disrespect to God was so powerful and so impactful and so immense that God said, you know what, that's enough. I'm taking away the kingdom from you and I'm giving it to someone else. It's crazy the way things work out like that. Because you don't play with God. You do not play with God. I had to learn this the hard way. I had to learn this the hard way. But thankfully, I'm still here to talk about it. I'm still here to talk about it, and I'm glad I'm still here to talk about it because I feel compelled to pass it over, to pass it, to pay it forward, which is what I'm doing with the peace program. And it's a pleasure to do that. It's a pleasure to do that, to pay it forward. So that's exactly what I'm doing. And. I can think of a lot of times in my life when my rebellion and my disrespect toward God led me down the path of darkness. And it led me down the path of separation from God. Now, here's the thing that might have separated me from King Balthazar, his son. King Nebuchadnezzar's son. I had hope. And I had faith. That. Things in my life would pick up. And I knew God existed. And I knew God existed. That was the main part. When King Nebuchadnezzar. Had his experiences. He humbled himself and knew of the existence of God. Therefore, he paid him the respect that he deserved. Whereas King Balthazar just like wasn't, he didn't even give a dang. He didn't care. He didn't care. He just straight up chose to disrespect God and that's it. So just, so God just basically said, that's it for you. You know? Because you don't play with God. You don't. All throughout the Bible, stories come out from the beginning 
all the way to the end. From the book of Genesis, on to the book of Exodus, on to the book of Deuteronomy, on to the book of Numbers, on to the book of uh, Era, all the, other, the books that follow after that. There's examples and stories of how you don't play with God, of, of how God does not play. God does not play, ladies and gentlemen. For example, in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, we uh, we see we see the story of the, the uh, uh, of the apostle Paul, of the apostle Paul. To the apostle Paul, had gone through his own humiliation port. And he had understood also the hard way that you don't play with God. Now, when he was in ministry, there was a couple, and you'll see this in the book of Acts. Those of you who understand the Bible, who read the Bible, you know what I'm talking about. There was a couple by the name of Ananias and Sapphira. Now, these people were husband and wife, and uh, they were... Very happy to be partaking in the membership and brotherhood of the Apostle Paul. So, when they were in the temple in gathering with the Apostle Paul, they saw a man by the name of Barnabas. Barnabas had some land that he sold. And he tells the Apostle Paul, he says... I have some money from the land that I sold that I'm going to give it to the, you in the word of God uh, for the for the uh, for the gospel for the gospel of Jesus Christ he says so Ananias and Sapphira had the same thing they were like yeah let's go ahead and do that you know they were gonna sell some land and they were gonna give that portion that part of the 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 the, the portions of what they got from the land to God, to the Word, to the ministry, in Paul's ministry. But, you know, and this is what happens, though. You know, when you get some money, I mean, I've, I've done this, too. So, I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. You know, you're always talking about, oh, when I get some money, you know, I'm, I'm sure each and every one of y'all have been in that predicament where you're talking about, oh, when I get some money, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna do this and I'm going to pay some tithe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some money to God and this and that, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden you have it in your hands. It's like the, it's like the cloud of greed comes over you and says, you know, and you forget everything that you mentioned. You forget everything that you talked about that you're going to give it to this person or give it to that or whatever, whatever and donate it. And you just go on your merry way and try to do whatever you want with it. I mean, it, it happens. It's, it's a human, it, it's a human, it's part of human behavior. Well, so that's what this, uh, that's what they had. Ananias and Sapphira they sold their land and then they, they they talked amongst themselves and they said, you know what, let's just go ahead and give a little piece of it to God and, and to the, the Apostle Paul. Anyway, they won't notice or whatever. <laughs> but once again, herein lies, God does not play. God does not play. So they did that. So Ananias goes to the, uh, to the uh, Apostle Paul 
And he gives them the money. And he says, this is all the money that we had from the land. And see, God already speaks to the Apostle Paul through the power of Christ. So the Apostle Paul knows already. Through the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul already knows what's going on. So he tells Ananias, are you sure this is all the money? Because you said you were going to give it all. He says, yeah, this is all. And right there and then, boom, the man falls dead to the floor. He falls dead to the floor. His wife comes in a, uh, a little bit later, Sapphira, and the Apostle Paul tells her, is this all the money that y'all got from the land that y'all said y'all were going to sell to donate to the, to, the, um, to, the, to the gospel, to the ministry? And she says the same thing. Yeah, it is. And boom, the minute she says that, she drops dead. <laughs> it just goes to show, guys. God don't play. God don't play. I always, once again, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I always have to laugh and I hear people say things like, Oh, God doesn't give up on you and this and that, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm here to tell you, yes, he does. Yes, he does. From the example that I've shown you, the examples, and from my life story, he does. He does give up on you. But as I mentioned, God does not play. And when I say he doesn't play, I mean he also sees your hearts. He also sees your hearts. So it's different. It's different than what you and I see as human beings compared to what God sees within us. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to the Peace Program. Uh, that was the uh, end of the lesson for today. I think I spoke enough. I think you guys pretty much get the, the whole gist of what the uh, Bible lesson was about today. Uh, as I said the whole time God does not play and I hope you guys understand that God does not play I certainly understood it which is why I'm uh, here talking about it thankfully and gladly and joyfully talking about it so anyway thank you very much for joining me here today on the peace program the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you uh, next uh, episode will be on Wednesday Which will be Numerology Wednesday That seems to be a favorite of everybody here On the uh, podcast and on YouTube as well So I'm going to go ahead and be uh, I'm going to go ahead and do that uh, For you guys on Wednesday And uh, I will bring out a trailer As to what it is we're going to talk about on Numerology Wednesday. So anyway, th- stay tuned for that, guys. And thank you very much once again for joining the Peace Program. Uh, you guys have a good evening, a great day. Be blessed. And uh, how do I always leave y'all? Never, ever take your lives for granted. Thank you very much. Y'all have a great day. And be at peace. Be blessed. Okay, guys, before I go, I'd just like to make a real, real, real quick... Real quick correction here. Uh, 
<laughs> right now, when I finished the podcast episode, I was talking about uh, the Apostle Paul and the story of uh, Ananias and Sapphira. Actually, it wasn't the Apostle Paul. It was actually Peter who was in charge of the ministry of Jesus. So anyway, I just wanted to make that quick reference. So for those of y'all that wanted to go in there and read the book, I really encourage y'all to read the book, by the way. The the book of Acts, I encourage y'all to read that. And I also encourage y'all to read the book of Daniel. That's a very interesting book because a lot happens in between. I just basically told you a small portion of the story of the book of Daniel. But you guys will do well by going to the book of Daniel and actually reading it from the beginning to the end. It is a very interesting story of hope. It's a story of faith. And it's a story of uh, 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 compassion. It's a story of, uh, of how I mentioned. Of how God does not play. Anyway, thank you very much for joining me once again. I apologize for the inconvenience and for the uh, misinterpretation of information. I hate that. I really do hate that when I get some of the things wrong uh, myself. So, once again, I felt compelled to come out here and and correct myself so that you you guys can understand uh, where I'm coming from. So, anyway, thank you very much for joining me on the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. And thank you very much. Uh, As I mentioned, as I always say, be blessed and never, ever take your lives for granted. Thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. All the information we discussed here today can also be found on my personal blog post at www.peaceprogram.info That's www.peaceprogram.info For questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions about anything you've heard here on the podcast here today, you can reach out to me at theprofitofpeace at gmail.com That's theprofitofpeace at gmail.com Thank you once again for tuning in. We'll talk to y'all next week. Peace be with you, all my peace, the peace that is I, the peace that is I am, the peace for always, now and forever and forevermore. My peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, not the world's peace, but only my peace, the peace of I. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, I forgive myself.